And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello, everybody. What is up? Welcome to episode 75 of The Drop Set. Uh, Darren here. I appreciate your patience with me as I was off last week. And uh, can I just say I was on vacation, um, which makes it sound like it was planned, even though I didn't say anything about it being planned in advance. I don't think I can get away with that because you're too smart. So uh, no, it was not planned. And every day I'm like, all right, I got to do a podcast today. I got to do a podcast today. And uh, it just didn't happen. And um, that uh, that is what happens when you're given a very binary choice of, well, I can record a podcast on one hand, or on the other hand, I could take a nap. And uh, last week, it was the other hand that won every day. So definitely a little bit more fatigued at this point. But uh, today, I'm like, you know what? I got to bust my ass. I got to get through everything. So I've done all my client updates for the day. My voice is pretty much shot, but I'm going to give it my best effort here. Um, Because if you are aware of how I do things, um, one of my primary mechanisms for feedback um, with client updates, whether it's their formal check-in or I also just do random video feedback for people throughout the week as they send me stuff, um, to look over is uh, through voice notes. So I sit here and not using this fancy program that I use to record the podcast, but just a little um, two-button recorder program that's just like record, save, record, save, record, save um, that spits files out, and I can easily attach those to emails. I sit there and I record just tons of those throughout the day. Like today, let me look here. I did a mixture of, uh, of client updates and just random video feedback for people, and sometimes I have follow-up notes for clients as well. So this isn't indicative of how many clients I did updates for today, but I had 20 of those today. So, um, and it's currently 3:24, and I worked in um, my workout, uh, fasted cardio, uh, all this other crap. So it's been a it's been a busy day. I always tell people like, you know, if I really busted my ass, I could probably get through all of the essential client work that I have to do on a given day in about four hours. But invariably, it never works out like that. So. Let's see. Um, I sit here at 3.24 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, September 10th, 2018, both in desperate need of a shower and starving, but it's not yet email time. So I don't know how long this podcast is going to be, probably as long as I can stomach to sit here and smell myself. So um, TMI, perhaps, but there you go. So um, let's see. What do we got going on? Last week, I did a podcast on transgender competitors, and I got such a huge response from that. I'm just kidding. I got zero response from that. I got crickets. And if I was really into my production values right now, I would have a cricket sound effect playing right here for you. But I'm not, and I don't. So, um, yeah, I got nothing from that. And I kind of suspect, I'm like, you know, this could turn some people off. I don't know, but let's just roll with it because I still think it's an interesting topic. Apparently, I was alone on that. And I should have put that up as a poll question. Do you think this is an interesting topic? And it probably would have come back like, one to however many other people voted, and the one would have been me, because I thought it was interesting, but nobody else seemed to give a shit, so noted, I gotcha, that's not a promise that I won't talk about stuff like that in the future, so, (laughs) just so you know, if I think something's interesting, I'm gonna talk about it, so... Uh, let's kick off with a, uh, a little personal update from me. So things are continuing to go well. My perfect prep continues. Um, no screw up so far at all. Um, and that's actually going to be the focal point of what we talk about here. Not about me, but also how to have your own perfect prep. And um, some of the tactics um, and uh, tricks that I'm using in order to make it happen. So that'll be our, our primary discussion for this week. Um, and I don't think it'll be a super long one, but it's, it's worth having anyway. Um, 
as far as how my week is shaken out, so uh, it's been fine. It's been a good week of training. Um, you know, we didn't check in last week. You, you and I, you uh, out there, you the masses and I, we didn't we didn't chat last week. So um, last week was a new week of training. Um, so a whole new week of workouts. And the way I do it is I write everything, I transcribe it all into my logbook, and I leave space because my coach is is a psycho and she wants to update my training every two weeks. So um, that means that whatever workouts I get, I'm only going to go through them twice, and then they're going to be revised. So um, when I write out my logs, um, I leave space for two sessions worth of numbers. So then I can write everything on the same page. So then if I did like today, the opening move for shoulders was a reverse cable crossover and she specified two to three warm up sets, three working sets of 25, one final set of 20 with 20 partials. Um, I'm like, all right, cool. So I write that all in and then I look back at my notes and I was using this uh, free motion dual cross machine. And for that number of reps, I was using 12 and a half pounds and it was a struggle on those last few reps, but I could e easily just look back at what I did last week. Okay. I did a warm up set at seven and a half and a warm up at 10. And I noted that I only did 15 reps on the warm up sets just to kind of get a feel for the weight. Um, and then I did all of my working sets at 12 and a half. And the way I denote that is warm-up sets I just write in parentheses so um so then the, this week I had space to write underneath that so I just wrote the exact same thing and then you know I actually didn't make any improvements on weight there but then the next uh, handful of moves I did so I felt like it was a little bit of a struggle today um because I went in a little later than usual but I did not adjust my meal timing so by the time I got in there I was about three and a half hours after my pre-workout meal and that was a, that was a bad idea but the fact that I was still able to bring it and see some increases in performance across the board even though it felt a lot harder than it probably should have. Like I had to dig to a level that I wasn't really sure I possessed in order to get some of these reps um, knocked out today, but I got it done. So um, it's been a really good week of training overall. Um, had a great back workout on Saturday, which was nice and quick. Um, leg workout on Wednesday of last week was about a two hour and 40 minute marathon. Only one leg session in this split, at least. There's two back days, so I hit it on Saturday. I'll be hitting it again tomorrow, um, which is another new one actually. So that's been going well. Um, um, diet's been perfect. No issues there. Cheat meal last night, which is great. It's a new Sunday thing. So my goal is how many calories can I eat without feeling gross? And the threshold for a cheat meal, and this is after a full day of macros, which on an off day, um, which is when I have it, it's the last meal on my rest day. Um, so I'm hitting about 2000 calories um, for um, my, my planned meals during the day. And my instructions are to have all of those normal meals and then throw the cheat meal on top of that as the last thing of the day. So um, I'm having about 2,000 calories. And then my threshold for, you know, where can I feel full and not miserable is right around 2,300 calories. So thank you, five guys, for making that really, really easy. Because um, 2,300 calories is nothing at five guys. That's a double burger and a regular size fry. So <laughs> not much. Um, and that's, uh, that's about all there is to it. So um, thank you also, Five Guys, for putting that shit on your menu board so that I don't have to look it up afterwards. It's just a curiosity for me, but um, that's helpful. That's helpful. Um, so, uh, that's all been going really well. I had check-in on Saturday, um, and it was kind of funny. So, uh, you know, I, on Friday, I started feeling a little dicey in the, in the mid-afternoon, around 4 o'clock or so. I'm like, my stomach feels a little off. And then 
you know, like my last meal around 7.30 took me a little bit longer than usual to eat. And I'm like, what's going on here? This doesn't feel very good. And then I woke up on Saturday feeling much the same way. I'm like, and I get on the scale and I'm up six and a half pounds. I'm like, whoa, okay. Uh, clearly it was all fluids. Um, I'm not sure what was going on, but checked in with coach and she gave me a couple recommendations. So got on top of that, um, got my workout in, which actually felt really good. Um, and then after that, the rest of the day, it was just tanked. I had like no energy. Um, I actually sent an email to clients saying, Hey, don't email me on Sunday. Cause I'm going to be out of commission. I'm not going to be looking at the computer or anything. I just knew with how I felt on Saturday and, um, I like on Saturday, the way I'm feeling I'm like, man, I'm already not looking forward to Monday. I'm like, I need to take Sunday off, which I, it's very, very rare that I will actually take a day off completely. But I did on Sunday. Uh, so it was just kind of necessary. Um, but I, I, I did some stuff. I mean, it, it largely consisted of just natural diuretics and trying to maintain uh, adherence to the plan as best as possible. Um, I had uh, just some personal stress added on Saturday as well. So it was a little bit of a struggle. Um, and the last meal of the day, once again, like around seven 30, it took me an hour to put that meal down. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to without just losing it completely, but I got it in. Um, and, uh, then Saturday night going into Sunday, um, I was up peeing every hour on the hour at night. <laughs> now, thankfully I can wake up and go right back to sleep within like 15 seconds. It's like nothing. So it wasn't a big deal. I still felt like I slept really well and, uh, I was down eight and a half pounds, <laughs> on Sunday, uh, when I was up six and a half, uh, on Saturday. And then I had the cheat meal on, uh, last night on, on Sunday. And, uh, I was down another one and a half ish or so this week and not, not tonight today. And I feel way better as well. So whatever that was a little blip on the radar, but, um, we've got some things in place to uh, kind of keep that at bay going forward. So it was a little crazy, but, um, nonetheless, everything's good. So, uh, check-in went good and it's always kind of funny. And now I know how it feels. Um, cause <laughs> I know how it feels. Um, whenever I've done a cut before, I've always done it on my own. Like I've never worked with a coach when I was cutting. I've worked with a coach during growth and off season just because um, I feel like then I, I really struggle a little bit more with consistency and plan adherence then. Um, but I've always, I, I've always kind of done my own thing on a cut. So this time around, giving the control over to somebody else has been tricky and it's, it's been a learning experience, but it's, it's gone really well and I have zero complaints. Um, but it's always kind of funny when you get nothing but positive feedback as far as how things are going, but your macros still get cut and you still get more cardio added. And I know like all of my clients out there are listening to this right now and they're saying, boo fucking who suck it up. <laughs> or they're cheering like, yeah, you take it asshole. You take it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I don't expect a lot of sympathy. I'm just saying like, oh yeah, okay. It's funny to be on this side of the equation for once. So everything's going well. I'm back up to seven days of cardio. I think it's total like 240 minutes for the week, which I got that. No big deal. Do I want to do it? No, but I'm going to knock it out. I'll show you. I can do that. I can do some cardio. You want to, you want a cardio challenge? You just try me, try me. We'll see how that goes. Macros, they're, they're lower, but they're not crazy. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. No major concerns about anything there. Uh, it's been a good week. Um, you know, the, the little blip on Saturday aside where I was kind of feeling lousy. Other than that, it's been good. So um, I did post a, uh, a recap of my week on Facebook as well as a longer, I think it's about a six-minute video um, swinging outside so that you can, uh, well, basically, you can hear everything I just said, but in a little bit more detail. Um, I planned a trip to go home and visit the family in Oregon in October when I'm about four weeks out. I'll actually be leaving a month from today, October 10th. So, um good times. I'm already planning, um, that and what I'm doing is like, 
you know, I'm only really concerned about the travel days because other than that, I'm going to be staying with my parents. They clearly have a full kitchen. I will hit a grocery store on my way to their house for the first time, pick up all the stuff that I need. Um, and uh, my, my only real concern is travel days. So I'm doing some searching ahead of time, um, seeing what food options are available in the airport. So I'm going to be having layovers um, and then figuring out what I can and should take with me to fill in some of the gaps on those days as well. So that's, uh, that's my overall strategy and what I'm considering. So um, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, that's my story. Um, as far as I got a little bit of new content up this week, which was um, uh, useful. So um, last week on, I don't remember what day it was. It was earlier in the week. Um, I put together a, uh, what did I call it? A dietary breakdown, I think. It's a video that I put up. I threw it on YouTube and then I posted it everywhere. I put a blog post up as well. So if you haven't seen it, um, I did throw it on social media as well. But if you go to the dropset.com or fivestarphysique.com, click on blog, it'll be the second post that's up there. Um, and it ended up being about an 18 minute video where I go through, I'm like, this is all the stuff that I'm eating on a, on a given day. And this is why I've constructed the meals the way that I did. And if you remember back in episode 58, when I put that diet together, it's largely still that same diet. Um, but it does, uh, a few things have changed. And I just dig in a little bit deeper into, you know, why things are put together the way that they are and that kind of stuff. So it, it might still be a good uh, thing to watch. And if nothing else, you can uh, watch me and make fun of me. So, you know, that's always fun too, right? Um, and then just yesterday, I think it was my day off. <laughs> I, I, did, I did find the time to put together um, a, uh, a little primer that I wrote up and put online. And this is a podcast primer. So for those of you listening to this, this is useless because you're already podcast people. You know how to listen to a podcast. And it's really written for people that don't. So by all means, if you uh, can share that amongst your friends who are, uh, you know, bodybuilding inclined, or you think would benefit from something like this and might enjoy listening to it on a regular basis, share it. Um, the idea is, you know, for somebody that, you know, oh, they know what podcasts are, but I've never listened to one. I don't have an app for it. I don't know where to get them. How does it work? You know, does it take up my, my data when I, when it just automatically downloads episodes all the time? You know, what do I subscribe to? How do I, how do I, you know, what do I use? This answers all of those questions. So if you go to, again, fivestarphysique.com or thedropset.com, click on blog, it'll be the first thing up there. It's a podcast primer, how to get started with listening to podcasts. So um, check that out. Um, share it on Facebook or wherever. I'd greatly appreciate that. So um, let's see. So the main topic here, um, with a dramatic pause as I take a quick sip here. The main topic keys to a successful prep, or you might say keys to a perfect prep. Now, um, one thing that I, I, I shared with a client today, and this is something that I really like to, to say is bodybuilding is not life or death, but if you treat it as though it is, you're going to have a much higher level of success with it. And I think realistically, that is the big take home point. So, um, clearly, if you don't achieve your maximum level of leanness, the world is not going to stop spinning on its axis. And, you know, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are not going to rain fire down upon us all or however it goes. I don't know. I don't, you know. Uh, <laughs> whatever is supposed to happen, that ain't going to happen if you only give your prep 95% of your effort. Um, but if you treat it as though it were life or death, which does not mean like, 
at all costs, you must do this. Like I've known people who were late to work because they had to meal prep and then they got fired. Well, guess what? That's going to make the rest of your prep a lot harder if you don't have a fucking job. So, you know, clearly get your responsibilities in line for sure. Um, but treat it like it's important and don't be casual about it. Um, this is, is, is really, really critical um, in, in order to, to be successful with it is you have to convince yourself that it's more important than it truly is. And that's just a brain programming thing. So um, there, there's nothing that can be, be faked about that. You just have to convince yourself of it. And it's kind of a lie, but you have to believe it's true as well. So that's been the big thing for me. And what I have convinced myself here, because you know I'm prepping for a photo shoot. I'm not getting up on stage. What I'm doing, I would say for me, is probably far more uncomfortable than getting up on stage. And ever since I booked this shoot on November 15th, um, I've said many times, like, I would be a lot less nervous if I was just doing a show. Um, but that's, that's not what I'm doing this time around. So uh, it's tricky. Like, you know, for me, the idea of, like, being, you know, shirtless in a gym... Like, yeah, that's, that's uncomfortable. That's taking me out of my comfort zone, especially when it's not going to be empty. That's going to be less busy than usual for sure. But I don't know what it's going to look like when I go in there on Thursday afternoon at 1.30 PM. I mean, you never, you never know. Maybe it's going to be a busy day, but, um, uh, I'm just kind of rolling the dice and hoping for the best. But yeah, that's way outside my comfort zone for sure. I would much rather just do a show as far as level of comfort is concerned. But so I, I am treating this and, and, you know, it's a business opportunity for me as well. This is a chance for me to finally get some, some professional shots of me in my best conditioning. Um, and I'm going to use those everywhere. So, uh, this is a chance for me to really do everything that I can to make those as good as they can be. So that's what I'm thinking here. So what are the keys to a successful prep? Well, the first thing is demanding perfection from yourself on several fronts. And the first one is dietary perfection. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing I would recommend is don't allow your coach um, to just write a meal plan for you unless you are just a person who I can follow a meal plan and it doesn't matter if it's exactly what I want or not because I am a robot and I can be programmed to do anything. And I tell you what, I, I work with a handful of people like that. So um, shout outs here. Let me, let me, let me give shout outs where shout outs are due. So I am looking at, um, for you people on meal plans that I work with specifically, uh, Beth, hold on. Hold on. I, I got to I gotta do a little digging here. Uh, Mary. Penny. Robin. I know I'm going to miss somebody and somebody's going to get pissed off. Um, Pat. Megan. I'm um, looking here. Looking, looking, looking. I got a couple names I want to throw in, but they're, they're relatively new and I just don't know yet. I just don't know yet. Stuart. Uh... Again, looking for people that are specifically meal plans. And a lot of my clients follow macros, which I think is, for most people, a little bit more sustainable in the long term. Um, I want to say Neva and Dom, but you guys are both relatively new. I mean, I know you got it in you, but still, you know, keep on it. Keep on it for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of macro people here. So 
Um, yeah, that's what I got. So I, you, you people are fantastic because it just doesn't matter. You know, I mean, day in, day out, um, you're hitting it and you're doing exactly what you need to do and you're just robotic and I get your tracker and every day or every week it says no deviations. It's just pff, totally perfect. Like robot, you've been programmed. Great. Maybe you get sick or you go on vacation, but other than that, it's just perfect. So, um, kudos to you. So what I did to, to ensure that I would have dietary perfection is I gave myself a set of macros that I knew I could succeed with initially. And I built a plan around that, that I knew was going to be appealing and sustainable long-term. And I've talked about that before. We put it together on episode 58. I put that video up last week detailing what it is. So I won't go into all the details of it again. Um, but I set myself up for success by creating my own meal plan. And anybody with, with, uh, knowledge of macronutrients or somebody who has a coach who supports macronutrient-based dieting, um, which let's be clear, they should. If you're working with a coach that's an exclusively a meal planner, that coach is old school. And there's nothing wrong with old school, but there's nothing wrong with new school either. And they should probably learn some new tricks. Um, but having a, a plan that you have built yourself and that you have the ability to change when the time comes, um, is big. Like I was really craving yesterday on my low carb day. Like, man, I really want some damn Apple Jacks, you know, God, I would kill for that right now. Um, and so I worked it in, I had some, some morning carbs, so threw it in great. It fit. Um, it's not going to be an everyday thing. They're a little higher in sugar than I would typically like, but as a one shot deal, that was great. I mean, that was so satisfying. And just the fact that I could do that and stay on plan, that was fantastic. That was great. And my usual daily meals, they're all still, I mean, six weeks in, I haven't skipped a beat on anything and everything is still appealing. You know, I shake up some, some condiments and some seasonings here and there a little bit, but not too much. Um, overall, I just haven't felt the need to, but I know that when it, when the time comes, I'm like, eh, man, I'm kind of losing my, uh, my love for this particular meal. I can shake it up. It's not a big deal. I've got all kinds of options. So, um, I would say the corollary to that also is don't start yourself off too aggressively. Like I gave myself some wiggle room on macros. My protein was not excessively high. My carbs and my fats were not excessively low. So I had room to play with and set myself up with some things that I knew were going to be appealing. Some fattier protein sources, which is always tastier. Um, and now those numbers are coming down a little bit. And I know that in another couple of weeks, I'm probably going to have to change one or more of those out. So things are going to have to get tricky. I may have to reintroduce either chicken or tuna as a meal for a protein source. That's fine. You know, I'll be ready for that when the time comes. I, I may, just because I'm a stubborn jackass, not employ chicken as a protein source because I would love to be able to get through the entire 16-week prep without having a single chicken meal um, just to prove that it can be done. So, because a lot of people are like, I got to have chicken or fish five times a day. Like, you know what? I didn't have either of those once for 16 damn weeks. So, suck it. It can be done. If you want to make it happen, it can happen. So, dietary perfection. Um, you know, I, I have been accurate um, pretty much to the gram every single day on everything regarding the diet. And so, and that applies largely to meal timing as well. There have been a couple of fluctuations, like maybe, you know, this meal or that meal, maybe an hour, 30 minutes earlier or later here and there. First meal is always at the same time. Last meal is always at the same time. That kind of bookends the day um, and then makes everything else kind of fall into place in between there. So that's number one is dietary perfection. Number two is tracking cardio and establishing performance baselines. So what I mean by that is uh, if you've looked at my tracker that I post in my Instagram story every Friday, um, this is a spreadsheet that I use to track a lot of these variables here. So when I say tracking cardio, I just don't just mean like writing down the days where you do it, but I have a call, a two columns in my 
uh, tracker for cardio. One is for fasted and the other is for other. So um, fasted cardio is usually when I hit it and when it's other, I don't really care when that is, if it's post-workout or if it's just later in the day, like on my off days, um, I'm supposed to do double cardio sessions. So it's one in the morning, one later in the afternoon or evening. So um, what I write down is how many minutes, um, how I did it, and what the caloric burn was. And so we, we did a, uh, a podcast, or at least it was a topic, um, just a handful of episodes on um, you know, heart rate monitors and uh, tracking caloric burn and how accurate those numbers are, et cetera. So, um, and the, the, the executive summary from that is I don't find they're very accurate, but if you get a report from a machine that says you, you burn 200 calories, and then you come back to that machine the next day and you have the same settings on there and it says that you burned 220 calories. Well, guess what? You, you work 10% harder. That is true. That we can take to the bank. Whether those absolute numbers are correct, whether it was 200 and 220 calories is anybody's guess. But um, as far as a relative percentage, yeah, you can say you work 10% harder the second day. Absolutely. That is correct. So that is what I'm tracking. And also it's useful for me because I do fasted cardio in my garage on my elliptical same way every day. And I just know because, you know, I, I get on there, my elliptical doesn't know how my gender, how old I am or how much I weigh because I'm lazy and I've not programmed at those things, even though I very easily could. It's just easier to hit the green button and then crank the resistance up to level 15, which is the maximum, and then just grind away for 30 minutes. Um, and then when I do that, um, I know that my caloric baseline is about 13 calories per minute, which means over a 30 minute session, I'm going to burn 360 calories. Is that right? 360, 330, three, 390. <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it takes some work to sustain that 13 calorie per minute um, rate. And again, this is according to the elliptical's display. How accurate that number really is, I have no idea. I'm not wearing a Fitbit or any kind of performance tracker um, that's worn, that's body-worn in order to verify that, um, which I trust those a little bit more, and it's a little bit more universal. Um, but uh, I, the, the readout from the machine tells me a lot. So if I have a day where you know I hit 390 calories burned, all right, cool. That's the baseline. That's exactly what I want to hit. That's really good. I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it. Awesome. If I have a day where I burn 370, okay, I was slacking a little bit here. Not much. You know, that's short 20 calories over 30 minutes, which is, you know, less than one calorie per minute off, off my baseline, but it is off. And so then I can note, okay, something was off on this day. And usually it's just mental. Like I didn't have the right mindset. I just didn't want to bring it for whatever reason. Didn't sleep well enough beforehand. Maybe who knows? Um, and then I've got other days where, you know, I'm, I'm over that. I'm like, all right, overachiever. Great. So I don't rely just on, oh, how'd this feel? But I want to know, like, what did the machine say? You know, what was my relative performance here and there? So I track those numbers, and I, I um, plug those all into my tracker as well. So tracking cardio and establishing performance baseline. So um, the shorthand that I use for that is all right, like, you know, if I don't write anything, it's assumed that's on my elliptical because almost all of my sessions are. But um, I might say 30A, which I know that's my shorthand for the arc trainer at the gym, which sometimes on my off day, I'll go there just to get a little change of pace for one of my cardio sessions. Um, last weekend, I had to take a run outside because we were uh, out at the in-laws um, in Madisonville, Tennessee, way out in the middle of nowhere. That was the only option. I had to hit a second cardio session. It was a Sunday. It was an off day. So um, I had to go on a jog on uh, on Anderson Road, which I'm just glad I didn't get a beer can thrown at me when I was out there. But uh, it, it was all good. It was all good. Um, 
So I, I, I just tacked that as uh, 30 R parentheses question mark. I have no idea how many calories I burn. I know I sweated my ass off because I was out in 90 degree weather and high humidity the whole time. So, um, and I felt like I was dead. So, you know what, for one session out of the whole prep, that that's good enough. I, I can go with an unknown for one session. I'm cool with that. So, um, Number one, dietary perfection. Number two, tracking cardio and establishing performance baseline. Number three, tracking lifts and forcing performance progression. So log your workouts. I know it's really, really easy, fashionable, and almost cool to not and to just wing it, but you got to go in with a plan and you've got to go into in, in with a plan so that you know what you've done before and you can beat it. Because otherwise, you're throwing around a lot of numbers and you know if you're doing it right, you're not just going to settle into a groove where it's like, I'm going to do all my sets at 50 pounds. Really? Is that really the right weight? You can't do 52 and a half? You can't do 55? You can't do 60? Are you sure? You should try it. And then suddenly you can progress from 50 to 55 to 60 to 65 over the course of four sets. You're going to remember all four of those numbers. You come back in a week. You're going to remember which number you started at, which one you finished at. No, you're not. Especially when you multiply that by four, six, seven, eight exercises per workout times six days. You're not going to remember those numbers. Come on. Don't kid yourself. Unless you're Rain Man, you're not going to remember those numbers. So you got to write them down. Um, and then you go back like I did um, earlier. I was talking about the opening movement for my shoulder workout. So I I saw exactly what I did. I remembered, oh yeah, my warm-up sets, I only did 15 reps instead of 25. So um, today I did 20 at the same weight. And boy, I tell you what, it doesn't sound like much. That made a real difference. That made everything else a lot harder. <laughs> but I did it nonetheless. So even though the weights I did stayed the same since I did more aggressive warm-ups, um, I'm going to call that a minor victory at least. And then I was able to track. Um, so the next movement was a high incline dumbbell press. So almost like an upright seated shoulder press, but like one notch back on the incline bench. Um, and I tracked my warm-up sets. I did 40s and 60s um, for warm-up sets just like I did last week. And then last week I went from 60 as a warm up to 70 on my first working set. Well, okay. I did 75 this time. Um, and then instead of 80 for my second set, I did 85. And then, um, for my, um, final two sets last week, I did 90 and 95. And this week I did 95 for both of them. So overall, that's more work getting done. That's a progression. I didn't increase my top end weight. You don't have to all the time do more of your working sets in the higher end of your weight range. That's progression. So I did more work this week on that particular movement that I did last week. And so then if you do that, but then your performance tanks on everything else later in the workout, that's not necessarily a victory. So you've got to sustain that. You've got to bring that higher level of intensity and just that killer mindset to everything. And again, life or death, convince yourself that it's life or death. You know, it's, it's a really, really hard thing to, to keep your mind in that set all the time. But if you do it, I mean, it's going to make a big difference. I mean, you, when you force the issue like that and you can convince yourself, when you can lie to yourself that you've got to get this done or else something really bad is going to happen, you, you're going to find a way to get it done. And that is how you force continuous progression. So I can't overstate that. Tracking lifts and forcing performance progression. Number four is sleep. Not a whole lot to it. Just get quality sleep. Get enough of it. Don't get too much of it. If you find yourself getting 10, 11 hours of sleep and you're still feeling tired, uh, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a good thing unless you're, you know, 14 or 15 years old. So uh, when you're an adult, you just don't need that much. Maybe you're an exception. I don't know. Talk to your doctor, but typically not. Um, so think about how long does it take you to get to sleep? Do you fall asleep easily and do you stay asleep? Do you feel like you get a decent quality of sleep? Do you get REM sleep? Um, does your fitness tracker track your quality of sleep at all? There are plenty of apps available for that on your phone as well. Um, so 
the, the amount of sleep and the quality of sleep that you get are important. And there are simple things that you can do to improve that. There's some natural sleep remedies and supplementation options out there that you can implement. Things like ZMA, valerian root, depends on what the issue is. Melatonin as well. Um, valerian root and melatonin are great if you're having trouble falling asleep, if you're just like your brain's a little bit too wired, um, that you can change your habits with technology to give your brain a little bit of a break before you go to bed. ZMA is great for improving the quality of your sleep once you're out. It is not a sleep aid in the sense that it will help you get to sleep. But if you don't have issues with that, but you just wake up not feeling very rested, it could be an issue with quality of sleep. So ZMA, ZMA might be something that's helpful for that. So sleep is number four. Number five is supplementation. So whether it's over-the-counter supplementation or anabolic supplementation, having a plan in place and following it is key. Um, for the former, I, I am uh, still a fan of the less is more approach. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of over-the-counter supplementation. I think most of it is snake oil, for lack of a better term. And uh, this is becoming less and less popular these days as every damn person on social media is some kind of an affiliate for some company. And they're pushing all this stuff and spewing lines from the supplement companies that they've been told to regurgitate. And I know they believe in this stuff. The problem is they believe in it too much when it's not really doing much. Um, so that reminds me of something else that we need to talk about. I'm going to make a note of it here, and we're going to discuss it in a later episode. I'm not even going to spoil it here, so I just need to make a note because that escaped me. Um, so over-the-counter, there, there are a few things that are situational. Um, I'm not a big fan of most, though. I mean, some things, yes, like a good probiotic, some digestive enzymes can be helpful. Um, I am still a fan of multivitamins just because I know a lot of people are deficient, deficient in their vegetable intake, which, um, you know, admittedly, that, that's me as well. Um, and I don't think a multivitamin is as effective um, as, uh, as getting it from whole food sources, but it is better than nothing, as opposed to, I know that there are studies out there that say it's actually worse than doing nothing. No, that's not true. Um, so, okay, I, I will, I will, uh, I, I will, I, I will out myself here as, as to what this topic was, and it was this topic of uh, scientific studies is something that we're going to be talking about soon. So, um, and how to recognize a a valid scientific study and how to recognize one that is crap as well, or the kind of things that are often misinterpreted in studies. So that'll be a topic for later days, clearly. Um, and it, it, for supplementation, if we're talking about anabolics, you've got to have a solid plan in place before you even consider starting a cut. Um, or, or a growth phase or an off season or anything like that. Um, you can't just go willy nilly and say, I think I'm going to add some of this and some of this. Blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't work that way. You got to have a plan in place for what you're doing the whole time and what you're doing afterwards. So, um, if you're working with a coach who specializes in this stuff, it is not uh, unreasonable to ask for what's going to happen. And then if you've got a coach with a lot of experience, you've also got to accept that, you know, th those plans may change. They should be able to provide you a basic outline or give you a list of some compounds that you're looking at. Um, but, uh, you know, the plans aren't necessarily set in stone, um, especially if you're working with somebody who has cycled many times um, and, you know, they know how certain compounds, they know how they react to certain compounds. Um, there, there may be more opportunity to employ some different things as you get deeper into the cut and just kind of see how things respond, see how the body hardens up and that kind of stuff. Um, water intake. Just be consistent with water intake. Don't treat it as something that is secondary because it's not. It's very important. Um, it's how your body, it's one of the ways in which your body manages water retention, um, which is a key factor that goes into informing scale fluctuations. So if you see your scale numbers bouncing all over the place wildly, it's a good sign that your water intake might be kind of inconsistent. Um, and I don't 
don't just mean the total amount, but I also mean the timing. So I'm very consistent with my timing. Um, I get in about 60 ounces before my lift. I get in about 110 ounces during my lift and I get about 60 ounces in after my lift, which is very close to two gallons for the day. It's just heavily concentrated during that lifting time. Um, mindset. So your long-term focus, remember why you're doing this. You've got to ignore your mood swings. You've got to recognize that you're going to have bad days and not let it impact your adherence to the plan. Um, you've got to expect bad days to come around. You know, for me, it took over six weeks into this before I had a bad day. It was Saturday because I was just feeling lousy, stress on top of that. You know, it was hard to eat. And I had, a, I'm not going to lie. I had a point there where I was like, God, why am I doing this? It's just a photo shoot. I can be off for a day. I can go get some donuts or whatever. Cause I'm not hungry, but man, I'm craving some donuts for whatever reason. I'm just craving carbs and sugar. Um, I could really go for something like that. Um, and I was totally talking myself into it. I could, I could hear my brain at work. Like, you know what, dude, it's just a photo shoot. It's not a show. It's one day. It's not going to make a big difference. You just had your check-in with your coach. So you've got a, the rest of the week to clean this up. It's not a big deal. But I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm also trying to be really transparent about this. Um, so whatever is off plan has got to go in my tracker. So whether or not my coach sees that six days later or that same day is kind of irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. She's still going to see it. Um, and also, I got a streak going on here. I've, I've had six perfect weeks. I'm not going to fuck it up just because I'm feeling bad on one day. So suck it up, eat your damn meals, prep your crap, and get on with it. Um, and know that you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to feel fine. And if you stick with the plan and you do everything you're supposed to do, um, which admittedly at this point is not much because that was like after my cardio and after my lift. And so all the hard stuff was done. I just had to eat a little bit and not eat bad stuff that was off plan. Um, you can make it through that and wake up the next day. You're going to feel better and you're going to be much, much happier that you didn't screw it all up. So, and lo and behold, that's what happened. So expect mood swings and expect bad days. Know that they are going to happen and don't let them derail you. It's that simple. It's just accepting that what you are trying to do here is something that ex is exceptionally difficult. And you have to embrace those challenges and you have to rise up to them when the opportunity presents itself. So that is the rubber meets the, the rubber meets the road moment is when think when things are easy, anybody can follow a plan when things are easy. When you're challenged, however that challenge might present itself, that's when you've got to prove to yourself how badly you want it. So that's what I want to see is I want to see you kill it when it's hard, when you're tired, when you're cranky, when you've got PMS, when you're dealing with stress from work or family, when you're sick, within reason. Sometimes if you're sick, you don't need to force it. Uh, like if I was legitimately sick on Saturday, I'm not sure that forcing meals down would have been helpful because they probably would have came back up. So, you know, there are limits to that. But if you've got like a cold or whatever, you know what? Suck it up, dude. I don't give a crap. It's a cold. You know, skip some cardio. Take a day or two off from the gym. That's fine. Stay on your meal plan. A cold doesn't impact that. Um, so accept the challenge. It's difficult. Now rise to the occasion when the situation gets harder. And the final one that I want to offer here, the, the final key to a perfect prep. So we've talked about dietary perfection, tracking cardio and establishing performance baselines, tracking lifts and forcing performance progression, sleep, supplementation, water intake, mindset, check-in detail. I want you to 
because because I'm, I'm assuming with this that you're working with a coach. And if you're not, great. Podcast is over. Thanks for listening. Take off. We'll see you next time when we talk about, I don't know, maybe scientific studies or something like that. So I'll throw in a quick plug here. Fivestarphysique.com, thedropset.com. Call in number 865-518-2974. Instagram, at Darren underscore star. Twitter, at Darren star. YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, Five Star Physique. And uh, email me, Darren, at Five Star fitness.com. Thanks. All right. Peace out. So now for the rest of you who have a coach, um, check in detail. I want you to write your check-in report as though you are preparing a report to Congress. So I get a lot of check-in reports and I get a lot of them. I mean, I have a form on my website that I have my clients submit and it asks all the relevant questions. And then there's a big open text box at the bottom of it where it's like, what else you got for me? So all the details that I need are up above. And a lot of it's yes, no, or, you know, give me a few words here and there just because, you know, for a lot of this stuff, it's like, you know, I'm asking, like, did you experience any significant changes in your appetite or energy levels throughout the week? And that could be a very simple no. It could be a very simple yes, in which case, okay, yes, and tell me about that. <laughs> yes is not an appropriate answer unless there's a lot more information that follows that. Um, but uh, what I, what really, really bothers me on that is, when the, the form is entirely just yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and then extra questions, none. Or questions, comments, or, or areas of concern, none. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I like boring weeks where everything's going according to plan, but give me a little detail here, please. Um, I'm always one that requests more detail. And a lot of people, they don't like to be constrained by the form, so they send me a follow-up email with some additional details in there, which is fantastic, and I appreciate that. So I send my check-in to my coach on Saturdays. And let me just pull up the most recent one, and I can tell you how I've got this broken down. So she's asking for a few certain things. Now, also, I am a coach, so I, I know what information is helpful to me. So I told her initially, I'm like, I'm going to give you more information than you could possibly want, and you can sift through that and just ignore the crap that you don't care about. But I want to put it all out there at least. So um, let's see. Uh, she wants to know weigh-in. So I give her my spreadsheet that has everything in there. And then I just summarize and I say like perfect week all around, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I, I plug in a note for diet just so that she can see at a glance hundred percent for all days. And then I recap the macros, um, that I have for, for rest days and for training days. And then cheat meal, I say about how many calories it was and when, um, which is noted on the tracker as well. But again, just for duplication of efforts here, um, a training summary. So I just break it down every day with just about 10 words about each session, nothing fancy here, but you know, like I wrote, um, what was it? Uh, like Tuesday, shoulders. I said, high incline press was awesome. Machine laterals with parcels at the end kicked my ass. Thought I might have a stroke on the final movement. So, okay, great. That's uh, <laughs> a good sign that the intensity was there. Um, and also, I sent her a couple videos periodically through the week just so that she can spot check some things and make sure that everything is kind of up to snuff there. So, um, a, a daily training breakdown just so that she can get some feedback because she does change the workouts frequently. I want to know if she's like on the right track or if something isn't really clicking. Um, and if that's the case, then we'll make changes. Um, I give her visual observations. What am I noticing? This time I said, um, tighter all around, tricep detail and bicep peak is coming out more, vascularity increased through chest, shoulders, biceps, legs, and abs, um, a lot more detail in the serratus separation coming through the quad. So those are all things that she could see in the photos and videos, but I know that sometimes the quality on those can be a little dicey. So I just want to make sure she knows what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Um, a summary on cardio, what I did now, this is all on the tracker, but I'm just reiterating, like I hit these sessions for this long intensity was great. Felt really productive energy in general, high feeling good, felt very strong in the gym. Also appetite, definitely up, but doing fine. Um, a supplementation breakdown, just in case I missed anything throughout the week. 
and then just a few random questions that come up. So that's my report. And I start typing that on Sunday. And then I'm just editing that draft throughout the week as things come up because I want to make sure that I don't miss anything. So it's totally information overload. But at the same time, I know I'm not missing anything. And I know she, that she is not left wanting for information. And that when it comes time to give me feedback on that, it's not going to consist of a whole bunch of follow-up questions begging for more detail. So it's a big time saver for her. It's a time saver for me. It's more efficient for everybody. And the big thing is there's just no assumptions being made about anything, um, which is really important. Um, so the more informed your coach is, the more they are going to be able to help you. So to recap, we have eight things here. Dietary perfection, tracking cardio and establishing performance baselines, tracking lifts and forcing performance progression, sleep, supplementation, water intake, mindset, and check-in detail. And, uh, hey, for, uh, you know, because because all the people that don't have a coach, they they left a few minutes ago, right? So, um, we should say something about them, right? You want to talk some shit about those people? Why why don't they have coaches? I'm just kidding. They're they're fine people. I have, I have no quarrel with them whatsoever. Some people just want to do their own thing, and I'm totally cool with that. So, um, so that's it. So I gave the whole social media breakdown um, on where to find me, how to contact me earlier as kind of a rush joke, but I'm gonna let that slide and just say peace out to all y'all. I appreciate you. Um, uh, for putting up with my off week last week. I'm back this week. I'll try and get back to you later this week as well. Uh, as for me, I'm about to go hit a shower and eat something, and uh, that's going to be pretty much the end of my day. i got two meals left to go, and then it's going to be bedtime by 8.30, I think, for me. So peace out. It's been fun.